Four seconds left. Burrow dials it up. Touchdown! Jamar Chase! They turned it into a one-on-one route against Akilo Witherspoon and the timing between Chase and Burrow. We've known it since LSU. It continues here at Cincinnati. Evident, that ball's out of his hands on the break. Trying to complete the round. McPherson, it's blocked! What a turn of events! Minka Fitzpatrick! A slow snap and the whole operation took too long. Perfect description because that timing, that ball usually is back there with dispatch. Boom, into the hands of the holder. You described it perfectly. It took more time in the air to get there, which allowed Mika Fitzpatrick that extra step. And he gets a hand on it. And hello, extra football. Trubisky over the middle. Fryer move. Clock is moving. 14 seconds left. They're going to clock it with eight. So this used to be Big Ben time. Ben Roethlisberger, how many times did we see him? Eight seconds left. Still have to be careful here with that clock. Trubisky tosses it. Boswell trying to get it done. Snap. Placement. Kick on the way. Boswell. That's a winner. Unforgettable season opener. And the Steelers outlast the Bengals. Ooh, man, I'm just uh, appreciative of the, of the efforts of those, those men. Um, I'm not surprised by the fight. I knew they would fight. I found comfort in that. I wasn't looking for comfort, but I found comfort in that. I just seen enough of that during team development. Um, obviously, um, it was a hard-fought game on both sides, man, and it always is when you're in the AFC North. Um, it's good to come down here and get it done today. Uh, we'll learn from these lessons, man, and get ready for the next AFC game. And, and again, just, just appreciative of the efforts. It wasn't without cost. Um, T.J. Watt's been evaluated with an upper body injury. Um, Naj is, is being evaluated with a foot injury. Levi Wallace got an ankle injury. Spillane's got an eye injury. Um, but, man, it's just good to come in here in a hostile environment, man, and not blink. <laughs> Time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodigy here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And what a wild game indeed as is AFC North football on display right there. And guess what, folks? By the way, football is back. Uh, a thrilling, unforgettable game uh, yesterday, to say the least, right there. Mike Tomlin... Uh, 
gets away and dodges a third tie on his resume, uh, that game would not have been decided right there. Hello, everyone. I'm Charles Prize Richie right now. We are just uh, kicking off here live here on the Metal Steel podcast here. Uh, uh, show Blitz right now is the post-game show right now. Recapping the Steelers' victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. Final score, 23-20. Steelers do get the job done here, and they uh, start off 1-0. Uh, some big takeaways here, I think, uh, just to start off right here. Steelers did go up as many as 17-3 in this contest right here. They managed to be able to hold on and uh, win this game. Uh, almost blew a double-digit lead, a two-touchdown lead, to say the least. But a lot of that, too, uh, I really felt was not only because of defense penalties that were committed in this game. I mean, when you break it down right here, I mean, it was disgusting how, when you look at it, that really kept this game alive right there. Australia's uh, committed eight penalties for 59 yards, Six of those for the defense for 39 yards, with the biggest ones employing two PIs for 15 yards and two roughing the passer calls for 13 yards. The offense would have two holding calls for about 20 yards in this game. But I mean, the bigger story, I mean, aside from that, were the penalties in this game. I mean, this game had multiple opportunities to really put the stamp on this game. Really think about it. I mean, they could have been up 21 to 3. I think at one point or whatever it was, it was just just less some valuable points, uh, uh, touchdowns. But none of that, just the third down conversions, I thought were the killer in all this right here. I mean, Mitch Trubisky right here, when you break down uh, the, the film of the tape right here, hey, look at what Trubisky has uh, tried doing. I mean, you got a mobile quarterback, but – uh, he went 21-38, only completing 55% of his passes. Uh, not really that impressive in that aspect. But more importantly, 3 for 13 on third down passing attempts. 3 of 13 right there. Problematic. Team as a whole went 4 of 15 in that category, converting, uh, trying to go for third down attempts. He did get one uh, running with his legs for 6 yards with three minutes and 12 seconds remaining in the third quarter. I mean, you look at the Bengals on the other side, like what they will do in that stat, the third down conversions, because those are drive killers right there. I mean, when you really uh, break it down right here, the Bengals, on the other hand, in this game, uh, converted 50% of their conversions, going 8 of 16 right there. Uh, they, they, they were 57% going 4 of 7, at the end of the half right there, and they uh, converted four of nine in the second half. It wasn't until the second half the Steelers were able to start getting the first time starting to move the games right here. I mean, in the first half, they were 0 for 4 in that, and that was all passing attempts, let's not forget, uh, by Trubisky, as I mentioned. And then what 4 of 11 in the second half. So the finish out 4 of 15, uh, 27%. Uh, Trubisky, don't get me wrong. I think uh, Mike Thomas is going to stick with him for a little bit longer. Don't get me wrong. But when you start continuing to perform like this, I don't care who you are at this point in time. Mike Thomas ain't going to make a harsh decision 
just like that. But I think in time, this continues to uh, happen right here. I think you will see uh, kind of like what happened with Mason Rudolph last year. I mean, like uh, when he filled in for Ben beginning with the 49ers game up until the Bengals game a week after that uh, Thursday night fiasco with the Browns right there on the road in Cincinnati that uh, couldn't get anything going. They benched him for Devlin uh, Duck Hodges, who did a real good job. I mean, uh, basically, uh, just just managing the ball and now allowing any like uh, crucial turnovers. Uh, Mike Thomas said at that point in time, I felt like the offense needed a spark. I think that could still possibly happen with Trubisky. I mean, nonetheless, Mitch Trubisky right now, he uh, goes to his career in his uh, football career as a starter to 30 and 21 uh, win loss record. I mean, he, he does get the win right there. Credit to him for a significant pass. I think when you look at an overtime, I mean, he had some good moments throughout this game. I think one of my favorite plays in here, too. I mean, what he had, I mean, when you really uh, think about this game, he dissected right here. I mean, I think my favorite pass of the game was a, a flea flicker, I believe it was right there, uh, where he was able to uh, connect to uh, Pat Fryermove for 31 yards from the Bengals' uh, 34 yard line right there. Yeah, that's bottom them up nicely. Uh, first and goal right there. They had at least uh, three opportunities to cash in from the three-yard line. Uh, in that uh, setup right there, they had uh, two of uh, three running plays in that sequence right there and one passing attempt where they only managed to get one yard out of all that. I mean, one of them, too. I mean, in that, I mean, they got pushed back uh, for a yard uh, which Najee Harris tried to get on second and goal at the one-yard line. That right there, uh, you have to put the stamp on it. That could have been 14-3 to three right there. And then not only that, too, you could probably have been up 21-3. to three. Multiple opportunities to put this team away right here. I mean, the way they started off, and you just saw the injuries just pile up throughout this game. I mean – uh and this is a crazy stat here, too. I mean, according to uh, right here, one of the statisticians on Twitter, they didn't get a chance to look them up, but they were saying that they became the first team with the Steelers did where they have five turnovers total, all five of which coming off first year Joe Burrow right there. Four interceptions for a plus five ratio, seven sacks, and a pick six in the same game since the Falcons did it 20 years ago in week 12 of 2002. I mean, that is amazing right there. I mean, and when you, when you really sum it up right here, I mean, just to see all his hard work, I mean, what was Mike Tomlin's biggest phrase, Ben, is like he loves being uncomfortable right here. I mean, when you piece it all together. And to be honest, yeah, I mean, that is right there. The, the true definition of a coach, five ways to win, but I'm not going to lie. I was just thinking to myself, and I'm sure I want to see anyone raise your hand, Steeler Nation, who was watching that game. Did anyone think that was going to end in another tie, a third one, a tie in back-to-back -back years? 
a year ago versus the Lions, and then three years prior to that, on the road against the Browns. And guess what? They also had seven sacks in that game. In command of that game right there, where James Conner was filling filling in for the holdout, Le'Veon Bell, who did not come to terms uh, with the Steelers on a new uh, deal right there, uh, money he was seeking guarantees. And so James Conner was inserted, and there was a little bit of a blow-up wing into that game right there. So they also had seven sacks in that game, but managed to end in a tie. But at the end of the day, I tell you what, I mean, you look at the things at the bottom right here, so many missed opportunities in this game. But, I mean, I tell you what, the Bengals right now, when you're watching this game, you invest money into some pass protection for Joe Burrow. Uh, to be honest, you know what? I'm not sure if it's really so much the offensive line. I'm really starting to think Joe Burrow, too. I mean, the way they're swarming on him, he's not getting rid of the ball quicker from what I can tell. I mean, defense, pass rush is getting to him quick and putting a lot of pressure to make him move around. But, I mean, when you consider all this right here, I mean, I mean, what they've been able to do, seven times dropping them for for a loss of 39 yards. They had 338 yards passing on the day right there. Uh, and where he – that brought him down to as a team for 299 yards passing. The biggest disappointment, I mean, that was unforgivable in this game, I mean, when you look at it too, I mean – the, the running offense by the Steelers was shut down by a phenomenal Bengals run defense. Remember, the Steelers were dead last in defending the run. Bengals uh, came into this game with the fifth best unit from a year ago, and you see why right there. I mean, just just how many times Najee Harris? I mean, who could not get anything going? He did have the touchdown reception, a touchdown pass from Mitch Trubisky right there. I mean, which eventually did pull him up uh, 14 or 17 to 3. And it was just, it was just this point. They just, they, the Steelers left this team hanging around. I think the Bengals are still a very well talented team, but you could, you continue to see why the Bengals will continue to show you why they're not that serious. As a team, I'm not sure if I'm really sold on them going back to the Super Bowl. Now, Grant, this is only one game. I mean, a lot of people, including myself right now, are watching this game back. You got to remind yourselves, what happened last year when they were on the road in Buffalo versus the Bills right there? I mean, they won a game gradually uh, where they, like, uh, surged ahead in the second half and stuff. But, I mean, still, I mean, look at how that finished. Bill Stoyle, man's won the AFC East, making as far and losing in a thriller in the divisional round in overtime to the Kansas State Chiefs. I mean, so there's still a lot of time for this team to, like, really uh, figure this season out right now. But for the most part, uh, everyone in the AFC North is a winner, with the exception of the Bengals right now. They now find themselves in last place right now uh, going into this, as we uh, look at it, Steelers right now, uh, by the way, uh, first place on account of uh, tiebreakers uh, for right now, 
and the Ravens are in second, Browns are in third place. But again, it's only the first game of the season. I'd like to hear your thoughts right now. This is Charles Prize Richie right now. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media on Twitter at MassDLCR and on Instagram at MassDLNation. Uh, what a thrilling way to conclude uh, this first week of action, to be honest with you. I thought this was some great football this weekend. I mean, you look at it right here. I mean, just right now, the Monday night football game just wrapped up with the debut of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman uh, for the new voices of Monday night football on ESPN and ABC. And of course, ESPN too, you got the Manning brothers right there with Peyton and Eli uh, doing their own uh, remote commentary on the game with special uh, guests uh, throughout that uh, calling it. But I, I got to say, I mean, this was definitely a fun week. I'm not going to lie. I had tears rolling down my eyes uh, yesterday. I was really almost about ready to start bawling, not like sobbing, sobbing like that, but just like tears being choked down because, A, the way how this how they slowly broke apart, and then, two, just the injuries right here. I mean, the biggest one right now uh, coming into this right now I mean, when you look at it, I mean, T.J. Watt right now, uh, speaking of the injury report, uh, he's going to get a second and third uh, opinion about his torn pectoral muscle. Uh, it's still maybe it may be a partially torn pectoral muscle uh, from what we can tell, but Adam Sefter was uh, saying that uh, tomorrow they're going to find out right now if doctors will determine if he needs surgery. If he needs surgery, his season is over. If not, uh, he could possibly return in six weeks is what we're looking at. So definitely, I mean, when you think about almost a month and a half, so probably like around November, if we're to look and see when this uh, team will be able to return, I mean, T.J. Watt be able to help out. But you got some guys on this uh, team right now. I mean, who the Steelers did after insurance policy uh, going into this. I mean, one of the guys that they uh, did uh, have on here was Malik Reed, who they the Steelers acquired via trade from the Broncos. Uh, Malik uh, Reed uh, says he hasn't been told how things will change for him, specifically after Watts' injury, but added he was told his role would be expanding, uh, filling in for him right now. Uh, Malik Reed, uh, let's get to him right now, who's a new stealer on this uh, team right now, who uh, came over uh, from Denver. Uh, he started uh, 34 out of 46 games. He has a total of 15 uh, sacks in his career, was career high coming two years ago uh, with eight, and where he had 17 quarterback hits. He also has a career high in tackles that year with uh, 53 right there. So his career highs came out two years ago. Uh, and uh, this is a guy right here who uh, came undrafted right here out of Nevada. And he's in his uh, fourth uh, year right now at the age of uh, 26. And uh, let's see how much uh, he could do right now. Uh, right now, next man up, of course. I mean, with that, I mean, uh, the injuries uh, following this game. I mean, it was just definitely a mess. But then if you look at T.J. Watt's uh, timeline for return, I mean, 
I wouldn't be surprised if it's not uh, the first week after their bye, the second game, ironically, how fitting would it be that he would return against the Bengals on a Sunday night football game at Acrisure Stadium, 8.20 p.m. Eastern uh, time uh, kickoff for that game. It, we'll, we'll see. And I, I got to tell you for right now, let's see how the Steelers do. Look, you know what? There's been a lot of talk right now, too. It's like if TJ was out, Jesus is most likely over. Uh, we know there's no way his uh, talent, his impact uh, can be replaced. But however, let's remind you, too. I mean, three years ago, when guy Ben Rosberger also injured his throwing elbow. He was sidelined for the season. I mean, there's still a lot of stuff to consider. The only thing I will say to push back, if he is out for the season, remember, the defense was able to carry this team throughout that stretch for a very uh, weak offense that was towards the bottom of the league and running the ball. And, of course, when you have – no legit quarterback except maybe for Mace Groff, who's slowly being groomed that season. That's the problem. You would basically need to ask a lot more of your offense, too, to really step up their game to kind of give the defense some relief. Because remember, the defense was winning a lot of uh, turnover battles uh, that year uh, for the Steelers. Uh, I mean, when you look at the rhythm, they finally uh, got going that season. Back in 2019, uh, their turnover ratio uh, for that year was plus eight. Uh, they had 38 uh, takeaways altogether, uh, 20 of them uh, coming from interceptions, 18 uh, fumble recoveries uh, during that year. And then also, too, I mean, with Fitzmagic, too, coming in there, they also had pick six, uh, which they haven't had in almost uh, – I mean, eight years I lost. No, excuse me, five years at that point. I want to say the last one prior to that was 2014. You know, which is by uh, Will Gay against the Colts on the late Sunday afternoon game. So, I mean, when, when you think about it, too, it's like you really need something to get going. Because the thing is, too, on the other side, though, too, uh, the other injury, uh, because that when, when Mike Tom was – saying about Watt's injury uh, was that he was being evaluated evaluated for an upper body injury. Uh, he came off the field a couple plays later uh, with his injury and went straight to the locker room shortly after. Remember, this was during the fourth quarter right there where he got flagged with legal uh, use of hands uh, to the face right there uh, in that uh, game right there. And you, look, like I said, the once again, the penalties right there. I mean, the legal uh, use hands, that was a five yard uh, penalty right there. But it was just uh, at this point, I mean, we talk about how they need to do a much better job being disciplined on offense this year. Uh, defense penalties were just killer in this game. I mean, no excuses. This game should have been over. Joe Burrow is a special cat. I get it. But the more this guy continues to take hits and the way he hangs around, that's fine. But the more and more you're going to keep, uh, you're going to keep getting sacked. Uh, he's threatening his career, possibly being shortened down the road. And I'm not sure if you're a Bengals fan, you want to keep seeing um get taken down like that. 
I mean, yeah, people are probably screaming, where's line protection? But he also has to look in the mirror and try and find a way to get rid of that ball quicker at the end of the day. And we are going to find out right now. I mean, once again, Mike Tomlin is coaching coming up. And as for Najee uh, Harris, too, uh, who had foot injury in that game, also in the fourth quarter when they're trying to run out the clock with other men to go, uh, Najee Harris, according to Adam Chester, test on his foot uh, came back negative. And the, and the belief is that he should be good to go this Sunday for the home opener uh, versus the Patriots right there. So that's some excellent news right there. Because I got to be honest yeah, don't get me wrong, T.J. Watt, is the bigger of the two stars right here. No question about it. But I think more importantly, Najee Harris will be slightly more significant. We already know the impact that TJ Watt can make on defense, be a game changer for this team. I mean, not only getting after the quarterback, uh, forcing uh, turnovers too right there. I mean, the guy who's also proven he could score with the ball too. He did that in the playoffs versus Chiefs despite a slow motion offense right there with lack of mobile uh, Ben Rosberger and that playoff loss to the Chiefs. But again, I think Najee Harris, I was more concerned for slight because, I mean, yeah, we already know that T.J. Watt at this point is going to be injury prone going forward, something we're going to have to get used to. Uh, the writing has been on the wall last season when he was uh, playing her after he got his uh, – fully guaranteed contract, his money right there. I mean, you just saw him playing like last year with a groin injury and stuff. He had to play through multiple times. And then just this year, possibly a torn peck. It's just, unfortunately, the way his style is and the way he's been going after so long, uh, they're starting to tack up on him right there. I love the guy, but at the same time, I'm almost got to hold my breath going forward. How much longer can he really, his availability uh, be there for this team, especially on the defense right now. But they got a lot of stuff to look at. But, I mean, I, I mean, you look at everybody in this game, too, who really, like, uh, did a phenomenal job in this game right here. I mean, of course, I think uh, Mitz, Fitzpatrick was definitely the top guy. But you also look at, two guys who really uh, showed up in true form on the defense side of the ball. Miles Jack making a nice uh, fine debut right here. Uh, second lean tackler in this game right here at six solo right here. One tackle for loss. Half pass flex right there. Uh, playing at that it, right inside the linebacker position, I believe it is, uh, on the defense right there. Opposite uh, Devin Bush, who's playing uh, left on here. He, he had 10 total tackles, like I said. A, a tackle for loss, pass flexion. When you look at a guy is so crucial, I mean, from one of the aspects they look for, you see if they drop in the pass coverage right there. Also, too, Alex Highsmith right there. Three sacks, two tackles for loss, four quarterback hits right there. Uh, this guy is truly becoming a student of the game as an edge rusher uh, right now, little by little right here. And then you just look at all the interceptions right here. I mean, uh, Mika, Cam, uh, Sutton, that is. Why? And Akilah Witherspoon right here. Four interceptions for 31 yards in here. I mean, in this game. And like I said, it would have just been heartbreaking to lose the game on this. And then, bro, being responsible for all five 
of those turnovers, four picks plus a lost fumble. It was just uh, incredible. I mean, just to see him possibly lose that game. I mean, when they tied the game up as the game clock expired, 20 all. I mean, I think they they had a different long snapper, if I'm not mistaken, who uh, came into that game. But, man, how important is that to, like, make sure you got the right guy properly handling things? Just goes to show you right there. Mika Fitzpatrick took advantage of it. Did an excellent job blocking that thing. And guess what? We get extra time once again. But, man, oh, man, this is a game. I'm glad it was a decision. I was thinking to myself yesterday, you know, ears slip my throat. Or give me a deep hug. I mean, win or lose this game. Just do not end up a tie. I will have taken the loss. I do not want a tie. I'm sorry. I did not want to see that on Mike Brown's resume right there. Because I, I tell you what, I think uh, Mika Fitzpatrick definitely went to went from GOAT, not the GOAT we think of uh, in today's day and age, but the old-style GOAT, wearing GOAT horns, to hero. And he had a spectacular uh, game in this contest right here uh, in here, and which leads me to my game balls right now. Game ball on defense, uh, Fitzmagic, Mika Fitzpatrick, led both teams with 14 tackles. He had the opening score in this game, a pick six, and then later on the block uh, point attempt, point extra point attempt uh, at the end of regulation right there, which set in overtime right there. I mean, you being paid the top place uh, safety in the offseason that uh, ours were taken by the Chargers right now, but still, let me see why how valuable he continues to be for this team right here. So you got to give it up for uh, Mika yesterday. And, of course, me representing his jersey, 39 years old. Hey, first special 39. And my 30s, I'll ride and die with this guy right here, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Game ball on offense, even though the offense didn't really have much to show for it. I mean, today's game, uh, when you look at it, I mean, for this uh, game right here, I mean, which is incredibly disturbing, Steelers only had uh, 267 yards to show for a total offense, uh, being uh, outgained by 165 yards. Uh, so the Defense gave up a total of 432 yards uh, in this game, uh, averaging only 4.4 yards per play, uh, Bengals 4.6. But the good news is Steelers did have two touchdowns, three field goals uh, to answer. Just the penalties and the lack of third-down conversions, uh, unacceptable. That has got to get better right there. But like I said, if I'm going to give a game ball on offense, I'm going to give it to Mitch Trubisky. Uh, reason why he gets his first win as a starter with the Steelers to start off with. Plus, this is his second win in two years, uh, which, by the way, he also had a road victory on the road in Jacksonville. And don't forget, too, that uh, end of that year, I mean, he was also benched for Nick Foles when he was a member of the Chicago Bears. And uh, when you had uh, Laser, who was uh, doing the offensive uh, play calling uh, for Nagy's uh, Staff as the offensive coordinator, uh, Mitch Biscuit was able to find his way back to the lap, and they started, I think, beginning with a win over the Texans, I want to say, that year. But uh, in the end, he was able to get that team to the playoffs. 
not really much to show for it in the playoffs, but he uh they were one and done in the wild card round versus Saints. But uh yeah, he now goes 30 and 21 as a starter. Uh I mean he did only average five point one yards per pass attempt. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the biggest plays that's really got to stand out is the trick play right there, the flea flicker. Uh, that was to Pat Fryermove where he had a nice uh, game right there. Uh, and uh, that one, that was, once again, a 31-yard uh, pass to Fryermove right there. Then, of course, the one in overtime, which set the game-winning uh 53-yard uh, field goal attempt right there. Uh, Trubisky, uh, uh, third and one, he was able to connect with, once again, guess who? Brian moved with 26 yards. Uh, and then there was a penalty on top of that uh, defense where the defense was offside. So that was a free play regardless. But either way, uh, they were able to get out, escape, thank God, with the W. And... Uh, Stay tuned throughout the week. I'll be tweeting right here. Uh, I'm going to be doing the show. Uh, pre- I'm going to try and do it on Saturday and Sunday for right now. But I'll try and uh, if something comes up, I'll see if I can do one on Wednesday. But for right now, Wednesday or Thursday. But for right now, let's just keep our fingers uh, crossed out for TJ Watt. Uh, either, either way, comes back or not, just get used to the fact this guy is uh, had more injuries down the road, unfortunately. He's going to still be an impactful player, but there's going to be limits, or if he's willing to play for the pain, I don't know. But uh, just keep our prayers and hopes right now. Uh, this ain't like Ben Rosberger three years ago where he's out for the season. Let's hope that's not the case. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's get ready to get this uh, win versus the Patriots and the new Acrisure Stadium for the home opener. It'll still be forever, Hines. Don't get me wrong. As always, leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Serials. Here we go. 